Today's reading is 2 Timothy 4. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and encourage with every form of patient instruction. For the time will come when men will not tolerate sound doctrine, but with itching ears they will gather around themselves teachers to suit their own desires. So they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. From now on there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who crave his appearing. Make every effort to come to me quickly, because Demas, in his love of this world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark, and bring him with you, because he is useful to me in the ministry. Tychicus, however, I have sent to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, and my scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did great harm to me. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. You too should beware of him, for he has vigorously opposed our message. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but everyone deserted me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message would be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles would hear it. So I was delivered from the mouth of the lion, and the Lord will rescue me from every evil action and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Prisca and Aquila, as well as the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus has remained at Corinth, and Trophimus I left sick in Miletus. Make every effort to come to me before winter. Eubulus sends you greetings, as do Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you all. This is God's word. Paul seemed certain in this chapter that his life was coming to its end. He said so in verse 6 when he said, I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near, despite the fact that he was soon going to die as a martyr for the faith. The return of Christ and his coming kingdom were still promises that were important to him. It was Christ appearing in his kingdom that he had in mind when he charged Timothy to preach the word in verses 1 and 2. The reward he was looking for was tied to the fact that he had longed for Christ's appearing, according to verse 8. Even though Paul's death prevented him from seeing Christ's return from the vantage point of earth, there was no fear that he would miss out on Christ's kingdom. As he said in verse 18, The Lord will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. That's the NIV's reading. What he wanted most in life was for Christ to return and establish his promised kingdom on earth. If he died before that happened, he still had confidence that it would happen and that he would be there to enter the kingdom with Christ. We all have milestones in our lives that we look forward to. Depending on where you are in life, it might be graduating from high school or college, falling in love and getting married, 
having your first child, watching your children become adults, holding a grandchild in your arms, or retiring from work. These are all noble and worthwhile things to look forward to. But does the coming of Christ and the establishment of his kingdom enter your thoughts as well? Are you looking forward to the day when we live and reign forever with Christ in his kingdom? If not, why not? Is it love for this present world? Are you investing too much in this world and not enough into God's kingdom through giving financially? The coming of Christ and the establishment of his kingdom will be the greatest time in the history of humanity. The best family event or festival or concert or life milestone will never bring you as much joy as reigning with Christ in his kingdom will. It will be the greatest time of your life and it will last forever. If you believe that, it will help you to keep serving Christ, no matter what the climate or culture or traditions around you are. Enjoy and anticipate the good things in life that God created for us to enjoy. But keep Christ's return and his kingdom at the center of your hope. It will help you serve the Lord when truth is unwanted, like verses 1-4 through describe. And it will give you hope and comfort in the moment of death. We see that in verses 6 through 8. And so I hope you're looking forward to the coming kingdom of Christ, longing for it, as Paul describes in this passage. And I hope that those thoughts are in your mind today as you make choices about where to spend your time, where to spend your money, and so on. Live for God's kingdom, and you will be rewarded for it. If you didn't receive this devotional in your email this morning, please go to my website, dailypbj.com slash subscribe and sign up for free to receive it in your email. Also, please support me financially so I can keep making videos like this. Go to dailypbj.com slash support for that. Finally, share this video with someone else who might grow from it and be helped by it. And I'll see you next time. May God bless you.